Hey, everybody. My name is Pastor Matt, and I get to lead the Next Gen Ministries here at Fort Caroline Baptist Church. What that means is that in addition to leading the elementary team of volunteers that we have, I also get to lead Christy Hill as she leads the preschool ministry and Joe Otwell as he leads the students. All together, our three ministries uh, have got about 150 volunteers every, each and every month that leads kids in authentic faith. I love what I get to do. Now, I'm here because Pastor Ricky is not, and Pastor Ricky has now made it home, so make sure that you're continuing to pray for him as he recovers and as, as he gets strong, uh, and we are looking forward to having him back here in the pulpit and back in the office leading our team. So what do you think about whenever you hear the phrase, the American dream? You know, what comes to your mind? Is it... Um, Maybe a, a, a house in the country with a white picket fence, two and a half kids and a dog. Maybe it's a, a condo on the beach. Maybe it's a cabin up in the mountains. Or I know for some of you, it's an apartment in Cinderella's castle in Disney World. Now, I did a Google search real quick for the American dream, and here's what it came up with. It says, a national ethos of the United States. The set of ideals in which freedom includes the opportunity for prosperity and success. Actually, it's not a bad definition. The American dream is really all about success. And for most of us, for probably the vast majority of us, that success comes as a result of our work and our jobs. Maybe it's uh, the American dream for you is being able to afford simple basic things. The house that you live in, food to put on the table for your kids and family. Maybe it's for you the American dream is owning your own business and being able to be successful in that and employ people. But how do we define that success when we're in the middle of a pandemic and things seem so uncertain? How do we define success whenever some of us don't have jobs anymore? Whenever you've been furloughed or maybe you're just working from home and trying to do that full time while homeschooling your kids now, while trying to put three meals on the table every day, while trying to take care of your parents and make sure they're okay. There's a lot going on, isn't there? And success feels, I don't know. To me, maybe it just feels like it's unsettling. I've been struggling with this for the past few weeks. Uh, I don't have to worry about this security of my job, but the way I do things is radically different now than it was just a month ago. And that's been really unsettling and unnerving for me. And for me, what I've been doing is having those thoughts in the middle of the night whenever you wake up and there's no sounds going on in the house. Am I successful? Am I really good at what I do? Am I good at all? Do I have any value? So maybe you need this message just as much as I have. Maybe you need to hear the same words that God gave to me. That's why we're here. If you've got a Bible or a Bible device, open up to the book of Ephesians. Now Ephesians, as you're getting that out, let me kind of walk through just a little bit of the setting for us. Uh, Ephesians is going to be in the New Testament towards the back. Uh, that was written by the apostle and teacher Paul. Uh, he wrote this book to a church in the city called Ephesus. That's in modern-day Turkey. Uh, port city, lots of trade coming in and out. Um, 
So here we go. Ephesians, the first chapter, starting in verse 3. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Okay, hold on a second. I know, I know. So we just talked about the voices that you hear at night. We just talked about the pandemic. We kind of recognized and realized where we all are. And the first verse I take you to talks about praise and blessing and feels a little bit disconnected, doesn't it? So here's what I had to do. And maybe you're in the same boat. I had to remember that, you know, what I've done is kind of crafted my identity around what I do. And whenever that gets interrupted, it's like the foundations of my life started being unsettled. Maybe you felt the same way. God took me to this passage on purpose. And what he wanted me to do was find a new foundation. The foundation of being in Christ. So here we are. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because, and here it is, we are united with Christ. Here's verse 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. He decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Now, in your Bible or your Bible app, do me a favor and either highlight or underline these four words. Loved, chosen, without fault, or maybe your translation says blameless. That's a, that's a good word, too. And adopted. These are the four words we want to key in on here. That before the world began, God has declared you loved chosen, blameless, and adopted into his family. Whenever I read that, something just kind of clicked in my head. Something clicked that was fresh for me. That before I did anything, before he even made the world, he declared these things about me. And if you're in Christ, he declared these things about you. So what do we do with that? Verse 6. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. If you're a Christian, you are in Christ. And he has purchased your freedom and mine with the blood of Jesus. If you're a Christian, you have been showered with his kindness, and you have wisdom and understanding. <laughs> this was the foundation that I needed that was different than whenever I was placing it in myself and what I do. This was hope. This is secure. Not only can I now survive what's going on around me, you can too. And we can thrive because of this foundation. Here's where it really starts ramping up, and I absolutely love the way this is written. We're going to pick up verse 9 here. 
says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. <laughs> Here we go. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Can you imagine that? Everything together under the authority of Christ. Every minute of every hour, of every day, of every paycheck, of every virus. God loves you. And he chose you. He finds you blameless and he has adopted you as his child. And he has set aside an inheritance for you. An inheritance that cannot be taken away. An inheritance that isn't dependent upon your paycheck or whether you got a good review this last time around or whether you're able to do the work the way you normally do. An inheritance that supersedes whether you feel overwhelmed or not. So what do we do with this? I got actually three steps that we can take as a result of this foundation. Here they are. Step number one, because of your identity and confidence in Christ, you have the power to take control of who and what you listen to. Like we've all got triggers, right? The things that kind of irritate us or just set us off. Um, maybe it's while you're scrolling Facebook, you find yourself comparing yourself to others. Or maybe you're scrolling Twitter or Facebook and you're looking at it and you're going, Ah, that person's an idiot. What are they doing? I can't believe they said that. So here's how you can take control. Stop scrolling. Put your phone down. It's a conversation I have to have with my teenagers all the time. Just put your phone down. Maybe you're watching cable news and every politician, or maybe it's just the politicians you disagree with, make you angry. Maybe they can't seem to trip over themselves and make a right decision. Maybe you need to take control and turn off the news channel. I mean, does anybody really need to be that informed? I don't want you to just stop doing certain things. I want you to actually replace it with something new and fresh and healthy and in Christ. So what I do, actually, is I've got a plan that helps me walk through the Bible uh, from beginning to end every year. And I've been doing it for several years, and it's been fantastic for me. Now, um, I'll be honest, I don't always get everything out of every single reading I do every single day. I mean, because Leviticus is hard, all right? Um, but here's what I've been able to do. I've been able to, because of my reading of the scriptures, I've been able to find those places where God speaks into me, and I can tell the difference between that and the voices that I speak that speak into me, the voices that say that I'm not good enough, that I'm not successful enough, that I don't drive the right car or live in the right house or have the right relationship or just don't measure up. Or that I'm a failure and worthless and that God shouldn't do anything for me. Those voices I can separate off. And, and I've been able to build up the ability over time 
to stop those voices and remind myself about what God says about me. You know, that, that, that I am loved and that you are loved, that I am chosen and that you are chosen, that I am without fault or blameless and that you are without fault and blameless, and that I am adopted and that you are adopted. Step number two, uh, because of your identity and confidence in Christ, you can believe what God says about you. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to hear what God says about you. And sometimes we have to turn off the noise to be able to hear what God says about us. It's another thing entirely to believe it, to own it. So I've got some phrases for you. I want to try them on for size and see how they fit, okay? Here we go. In Christ, you are loved. No matter what's going on around you. In Christ, you are chosen. You have value regardless of what your paycheck looks like, or even if you're able to collect one right now. In Christ, you are blameless or without fault. God doesn't see your sins and your screw-ups. He sees Jesus' blood poured out for you. In Christ, you are adopted. You're royalty. One of my favorite things to do with kids whenever we're talking faith and we're talking salvation and baptism is to actually set that up. We, we, we establish that God is the creator king and he's the boss of everything. And because he's the king and he's adopted us as his children, we, we, Disney has taught us that the sons and daughters of the king are princes and princesses. And so whenever we are in Christ and he has adopted us, you are a prince or a princess. You are royalty with all the rights and all the privileges of the royal family. How does that feel? Here's step three. Now that we have heard, now that we've believed, now it's time to do. So step three, because of your identity and confidence in Christ, you have the power to keep moving forward. You can be successful. During a time like this, we may need to redefine what that looks like. Maybe even after COVID-19, it would be wise to redefine what success looks like. Here's where we are right now. Maybe you're one of these. Out of a job, keep moving forward. Keep working to find work. Be the best candidate you can be. You have a family that you're around all the time, kind of locked in those four walls. Keep moving forward. Be the best mom or dad you can be. Be the best husband or wife you can be. You know, be the best kid to your aging parents that you can be. Reach out. Check on them. See how they're doing. Check on your kids. Make sure they're doing okay too. Hey, are you graduating from high school, college, or your graduate work? That's awesome. Keep moving forward. I know you're not going to be able to celebrate the way you want to, but nobody and no virus can take away your accomplishments. Be the best you. You can be as you move on to your next thing. You got people that live around you in your neighborhood? Keep moving forward. Pick up from Joe's sermon from last week. It was a great sermon, wasn't it? Be the best friend you can be. Help that family down the street. Give blood. Call or text someone who's lonely. Be the best neighbor you can be. 
Are you overwhelmed with everything going on right now? I kind of am. Keep moving forward. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to reach higher. Find your ultimate worth, value, and joy in God. You can rise above the now because you have an ultimate home in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and where stock markets cannot break in and steal. Now, I've said a lot. And so if you remember nothing of what I say, here's what I want you to remember. Just this one phrase. In Christ, you have a foundation to succeed. In Christ, you have a foundation to succeed. So how about you? Are you a Christian? Have you taken the time and taken that moment whenever you have put yourself aside and you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, as the boss of your life? If you haven't, i got to be honest with you. This foundation isn't yours yet. But if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, this foundation is for you. And you can use it as a platform to succeed. Now, if you want to learn how to make this decision, to get over yourself, to confess your sins, and to be accepted into God's family and adopted by him, I tell you what, we've got staff pastors that are online right now watching the comments on Facebook and and ready and and willing that if you're on our website to, to hit that Let's Connect button. We would love to walk with you through this. It would be the best decision you've ever made because it would be the most secure and firm foundation you could ever have for all of us. What I'd like to do in the last couple seconds that we have together is I'd like to pray for you. So let's pray. God, thank you for the person that is on the other side of this camera, that is listening in, that is watching. And Father, it's easy to get distracted by the interruption that this pandemic has caused in our lives. But God, thank you for the opportunity and the chance to be reminded that we are loved, that we are chosen, that we are blameless and that we have been adopted into your family. God, I pray that the person on the other side of this, that they would capture that, that they would not just hear it, but that they would believe it, that they would use it as a springboard to do amazing things for you. God, thank you for the privilege of being in Christ. For the person that's listening to this, that doesn't have that foundation, Father, I pray that this would be the moment, that they would reach out to us in the comments or on on our website, And that we together can walk through and find you and find ourselves in Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much, guys. See you.